We're going to have a look at whether we can prevent a repeat of this horror bushfire season and none of us expect to find an answer today but we want to start the conversation or continue the conversation. The forest industry and the CFM MEU are calling for fuel loads in national parks to be aggressively managed through hazard reduction burning and selective logging. This was reported in The Australian this morning and they think that this aggressive hazard reduction management and logging could help us avoid a repeat of what we're seeing now. Apparently the New South Wales government is also considering stripping land management and hazard reduction responsibility from conservationist environmentalist agencies and instead create a standalone hazard reduction body that would solely be devoted to reducing fuel loads and clearing more land. The Australian Forest Products Association is urging a new approach to managing the 132 million hectares of native forest and the Australian Forest Products Association is a peak body representing the resources, processing, pulp, paper, bioproduct industries covering the forest products value chain. So just to give you context of where we're going from with this, it is the Australian Forest Products Association. Chief Executive Ross Hampton is on the line. Ross, thank you so much for your time. Good morning, Erin. Good morning, Natalie. So we're talking here about really stripping land of fuel to mitigate fire risks. How do you think that we should be changing what we're doing now? Well, yeah, I guess we first say, and I know you've already said it, but I need to say, um, you know, thoughts and prayers going out to the firefighters. Our, we've got thousands from forest industries uh, on the front lines there risking their lives and tomorrow's looking pretty bad again. That's the difficulty for us at the moment um, is we look like we've got six or eight weeks of this left, so we're not out of the woods, if I can put it that way, yet. But it would be a real shame if at the end of all this uh, we don't do anything different. And that's, I guess, our call to arms, even at this stage, halfway through the fire season. When when we do get time as a community, as a nation, to sit and, and reflect on what's happened, we can't go back to just doing what we were doing before and expect we're going to have a different result in years to come. And that's led us to really be quite loud in something we've been saying, honestly, for six or eight years, and that's to say that we can't keep treating the bush and the forest in this compartmentalised way where we, we have fire crews and roads and trails and we remove some, some trees every now and then from the working forest, from the estate that we use for forestry, but we lock up and protect, in inverted commas, the very vast majority of our forests in Australia where we, we, we do so little intervention, so little roading, so little fire crew management that um, we end up in these devastating summers where it just all gets away from us. So you said we, we can't do the same thing, we need to do something different. Are you talking about access to national parks, state forests? Is that what you're after here? Uh, so, sort of. I mean, what um, in a sense the headline was a little bit misleading in that it's not a, a striving for more forestry. It's actually what they call a mechanical treatment, as the industry calls it, uh, around the world where you, you use mulches and other machines to clear out some of the forest so that around strategic areas, obviously it's a very big area, you can't go everywhere, but you can um, use machines to make it more park-like in key areas um, around assets like water and communities and villages and roads and and at least slow the fire down and make it accessible or attackable by backburning by forest crews. Um, that's what we're talking about. People probably don't understand the size of our forest estate in Australia. We've got 132 million hectares of forest in Australia. And forestry occurs in about five and a half million hectares of that. Um, and that's where most of our, for example, our assets are, our roads, our fire crews, 
uh, so on. You know, we have a lot of assets and a lot of resources in those areas because, of course, that's where all of the contractors are with their machinery. But in the national parks and the other reserve areas, there's just there's just very few roads. There's very very little access. Very little, very few ways to attack fires and keep them in uh, at a modest scale before they become these conflagrations that we're dealing with. It's worth mentioning, as by the way, that. We, we often have these arguments about forestry in Australia and whether they, you know, we should be protecting other areas. We've just had the equivalent of 2,000 years of forestry uh, impact on the Victorian landscape. Just I had a look at Victoria yesterday. 2,000 years of forestry has happened in, in four weeks. Ross, can we make any kind of difference before next summer to avoid this situation again? We think we could. We think if we really got down, doubled down and, and tried to, to do what they do in America and Canada, we could make a difference. America's spending $400 million right at the moment in California doing exactly this, this sort of work in, in, as I say, key strategic areas where they're opening up the, well, taking the ladder fuel out, as it's called, and the smaller bushes and smaller trees and creating much more of a park-like environment. And, you know, the most amazing thing is, of course, this is what people are learning now. Many people knew, but many of Australians are learning. This is what the Indigenous communities did in our nation before uh, uh, white folks arrived was fire stick farming which essentially was all through winter the early explorers and early settlers reported seeing seeing fire just everywhere and they were essentially um, clearing out the, the, the small bushes and opening up the undergrowth creating green pick for kangaroos to come and eat and and that's we're not going to be able to go back to that but we really can start to do something about emulating that type of way of seeing Australia's forest landscape seeing our bush before we let you go, Ross, you're a volunteer firefighter yourself and, and you say the only thing most firefighters are talking about at the moment is the fuel load. So obviously it's worse than it's been in a long time. Yeah, I mean, if you're a firefighter, and I wouldn't claim to be doing anything like those heroes we're seeing out on those major fire fronts, I'm sort of a grass firefighter, to be honest. I'm not courageous enough to be in there amongst those trees. But the thing that we talk about if we're going towards a fire is what's the fuel load going to be like? If it's grass, uh, that's, that's OK. If it's a major forest that hasn't been touched for 20 or 30 years, it's just completely overgrown and tangled, and, and we know that it would be a death trap to drive down a road into it. The things that we need to be talking about climate change. We need to be talking about a drying climate. We need to be talking about, about weather events. That's true. But in terms of making an immediate difference next summer, the only thing that we can do is, is look at the fuel load and see what we can do over winter in key places to remove it. And in Australia, to start to do some more of this intervention in our landscape uh, that I say we see in other parts of the world. But for some reason in Australia, it just, it's just a no-go zone. Ross, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you. That's Ross Hampton there, the boss of Australian Forest Products Association. Keen to get your thoughts on that, 131873. And just the thought that all of those firefighters sitting in a truck going to a blaze and, and talking about what they're about to face, you know, it just brings it back home again as to we, we create this situation, governments lock up forests and stop people getting in on roads to clear it, and then we send these men and women in. I, I love that he did say, though, that he thinks we can make a difference by next summer. I thought it might take us years to mm -hmm. get back in a position where these loads are manageable, but... If someone like him, who's a firefighter himself, a volunteer, and obviously very well in, knowledgeable about all of this, says that we can do it by next summer, let's do it. Enough. Let's do it. Summer Afternoons with Natalie Peters and Erin Mullen.